Welcome to Tabletop Journal's Seat Yourself podcast series on the hospitality tabletop industry. Now, here's your host, Dave Turner. Hi, everyone. I'm Dave Turner, and I'm your host here at Seat Yourself. Once again, we're back here working in Studio B of the Tabletop Journal Studios. And we're back this week with another episode of our Creative Spectrum series. By the way, this is episode number 88 of Seat Yourself, and it's published on the week of August 17th, 2020. This episode, it'll probably run 35 minutes or so. And in today's episode, I want to give a listener's heads up, as this episode will be a bit on the introspective side, which in these times... I think we may all be trying to be a little bit more introspective or self-reflective. And originally, our guest today was to be a gentleman from England's Stoke-on-Trent area, a gentleman by the name of Craig Spillane. And as most of you listeners know, the Stoke-on-Trent area of England has been more or less ground zero for the pottery business for generations now. And it has produced some of the world's best known hospitality tabletop brands. They all come from that part of the world. But the fact that Craig Spillane is from the Stoke area is only part of why I wanted him to come on with us today. You see, Craig, along with another gentleman, has started a support group in the Stoke-on-Trent area, and the group is specifically for men, and it's all about men helping other men, and the name of that group is Men Unite. Well, as things happen, unfortunately an emergency has come up, and Craig is unable to join us this week. These things happen, and we certainly understand. We hope to have Craig on with us very, very soon. But more on Craig and Menu Nine in a few minutes. In our Creative Spectrum series, as you know by now, we attempt to bring you conversations with all sorts of creative people. And in these conversations, we hope to positively influence, positively impact, and positively inspire you. And Lord knows we can all use a little more positivity these days. And a couple of reasons why I was excited to have Craig join us today. I simply love the idea of someone who's familiar with our industry. And no matter who you are or what you do for a living, how can you not be familiar with the pottery and the tabletop industry if you're from the Stoke area? It's not possible. You have to be familiar with it. And I also love the idea of men helping other men. And yes, I know we have more and more women in our industry these days, but my general feeling is that us men are often a bit more reluctant to seek help, and I'm not sure really why that is. But that's exactly the kind of thing I wanted to discuss with Craig Spillane from Stoke-on-Trent's Men Unite organization. So hopefully we'll get that chance again soon, as I said. So today, on this episode, I thought I'd like to talk about the challenges that many of us in the food service and the hospitality industry are really facing, and offer a few ideas for dealing with some of the emotion, some of the stress, yes, and some of the mental health issues that many of us in our industry have been experiencing during this ongoing pandemic that we're calling COVID. And a quick final note before we get started, throughout this episode, I'll be mentioning and discussing specific resources, specific support groups, information sources, that type of thing. We put all the ones that we'll be mentioning on our website, Tabletop Journal, on the industry news page. So as you're listening, you won't need to write them down or go back and replay it. We'll already have done that for you, and we'll have them listed on the industry news page on tabletopjournal.com, at least the ones that I'll be mentioning anyway. So this week, in this episode of The Creative Spectrum, we'll take a slightly different tack. So now with all of that, let's get this party started. Let me start off by saying that I'm no psychologist or even a trained counselor, and I'm not trying to be one today. I don't even play one on TV, folks. That said, I, like most of you, 
care deeply about this industry, and I want to help wherever I can. And now, more than at any time in my career, our industry needs help. And we've discussed self-care and self-compassion before on Seat Yourself, and I'm sure some of you may have wondered, why is he doing that? Well, for each one of you that may have wondered why, I can tell you that we've heard from many others who expressed their thoughts that they were quite glad we included these topics, which originally came from our commentaries. Even before COVID hit, we know that many of us in the food service and hospitality industry were feeling the competitive stresses. The stresses that come from being in a highly competitive, a very fast-moving, and already intense industry that was undergoing consolidation on nearly every level. And then, of course, along with that, there were the quote-unquote normal everyday stresses of the world we live in, or at least the world we did live in. And then along came COVID. And as I've said many times here on Seat Yourself and elsewhere, there is simply no industry that's been hit harder, both here in America and all around the globe, than the hospitality, food service, travel, and tourism industry. With hotels, restaurants, airlines, cruise lines, you name it, closing many permanently and others closing for months now, the ones that are our opening, as you know, are only opening to 25 to 50% capacity. It's all happening overnight. And the industry we've all been working in has collapsed and is now only beginning to recover. And here we sit, now five months down the road. Many of us sit here without jobs and are facing financial insecurities that like we've never known. And even those who are still working, they do so knowing that they could be the next ones furloughed or terminated. And now, at least here in the United States, many of the governmental assistance programs are ending. In addition, the overall health of our population, it's never been more at risk. So it's not unusual that we all may feel a little scared and very vulnerable from a health standpoint. All of this comes from no fault of our own, and with no one to blame. All of which only adds to the frustration and the anxiety we may already be feeling. So, to say that these are stressful times is an enormous understatement. Mental health is always a concern, and in times like this, it's even more so. Just recently, America's Center for Disease Control and Prevention, that's the CDC as it's known, they released results from a study of over 5,000 Americans showing that 41% of respondents reported at least one adverse mental or behavioral health condition. That same study showed that 31% were suffering from anxiety or depression, 26% experienced symptoms of traumatic disorder, and 13% were using drugs or alcohol more heavily, along with another 11% who actually considered taking their own life. The point here is, if you're feeling stressed, you're not alone. you got plenty of company. So the message of self-care and self-compassion takes on an even greater importance as we continue to extend the lockdown times during COVID-19. And you heard industry veteran Bob Thompson say in last week's episode what we all likely thought, or at least had hoped would be the case in the beginning, that things were going to be tough for a few weeks, and then we'd get back to quote-unquote normal. Well, unfortunately, that certainly hasn't happened. So now that we realize it's all going to take a lot longer than we'd hoped, I hope that we're all treating ourselves just a little bit better and showing ourselves just a little bit more self-compassion. But there are times for all of us when the stress and anxiety goes beyond what we can take care of ourselves. And like myself, I'm sure you know others close to you that are stressed and anxious. 
And when we're stressed, it's normal that we can use the support and the help of others, especially when we've been locked down, socially disconnected from others. And being socially disconnected from others, well, that's not good. And as we know, humans are all fundamentally social creatures. And according to a recent Harvard University study, social connectivity is one of the greatest determinants of overall well-being and one of the most basic psychological needs. So it's great that there are so many support networks out there to assist those of us who need it. And that's the reason I had hoped to get Craig Splane from England's Men Unite organization join me on today's episode. Let me tell you a little bit about Craig and how Men Unite came into being. And I certainly won't do as good a job as Craig would do, which is why we wanted to have him with us in the first place. And hopefully we'll have him on here very soon. But in the meantime, here's the basics that you need to know. Oh, and another reason that this is important is I know we have a lot of listeners in the Stoke-on-Trent area. And according to my pre-podcast phone conversations with Craig Spillane, there are plenty of mental health issues in the Stoke area even before COVID, and now there are even more. So what exactly is MenUnite? Well, MenUnite is a UK-based support organization that was organized by men for men. And as I mentioned, I'd hope to have founder Craig Spillane on with us today, but there are a number of reasons why I was interested in Craig and the Men Unite story. First of all, as I said, the fact that it's a mental health support group from the Stoke area, where tabletop industry, it has a high level of awareness. So I love that. But I think it helps give us all in the hospitality sector a certain level of affinity for what they're trying to do. And secondly, beyond that, I like the fact that this is a group specifically targeting men. Men are sometimes odd creatures, and I, being one, I can say that, I guess, but it's nice to see a support group devoted to special needs that men may have versus women. And as I said earlier, I'm no psychologist, so I'll leave it all there, but you can imagine that men perhaps have a stigma about seeking help, just in general. And perhaps the fact that this is a men's organization removes at least a little bit of that stigma, if one exists at all. And in addition to all that, I love the fact that Men Unite is a very grassroots organization built from the ground up. And according to the 41-year-old Craig Spillane, he and his co-founder and friend Keon started Men Unite in April of 2019, and now they have over 13,000 members in their group. And they started Men Unite with the idea of supporting and encouraging and helping their fellow man if anyone was struggling with addiction issues, drugs, drinking issues, gambling, they really wanted to talk to you. Or maybe even if you've lost someone that you loved or you feel alone or you just simply were depressed, they wanted to help. And if you're in debt or feel the world is caving in on you, they want to help you too. According to Craig, men all too often don't want to talk, don't want to drop our guard, don't want to let people know our struggles and our fears and our secrets. According to Craig, men tend to shut down, close our emotions. Some of us tend to become selfish and distanced, according to Craig, and the problems simply continue to grow. They don't go away. To me, Men Unite seems to be the type of organization that wants to help you stop that cycle by connecting you with others who can offer support and help. In fact, the Men Unite group is a group that can help with just about everything, from helping men find employment, to offering discussion forums, to providing help and support for those who are dealing with addictions, even food banks, if that's what you need. There's lots more you can find on their website, and I'll give it to you now. Men Unite, and I'll spell that, M-E-N-U-N-I-T-E dot org. 
Men Unite has one of its goals to simply get men to talk, talking to each other in a group settings or privately one-on-one to simply share problems and to support one another. And interestingly, Craig himself is quite a story. We'll save that for when he comes on with us, but he's been a guy that needed help. He's been that guy. And that's what led him to start Men Unite. At a particularly low point, he decided to start a Facebook group. And within a few hours, he said he had more than 100 members. And today, 18 months or so later, as I said, there are over 13,000 members in the Facebook group for Men Unite. So if you're in the UK, or even if you're not, I'm sure they will help you. But if you're in the UK and need help and feeling distressed or feeling anxious, check out Men Unite, M-E-N-U-N-I-T-E, menunite.org, or you can go to their Facebook group page, Men Unite. Another great grassroots type support organization that I love is Jason Wage's Food Service Power Plant Network. Now, you may have heard of it, but I'd say it's Jason's because he started this Facebook group back in the early COVID days of March and April, and it's going strong ever since. And it's a bit of a similar story that we heard from Craig Spillane. I love the fact that the Food Service Power Plant Network is made for food service people by food service people. And by the way, when I say food service people, I mean all levels, all job descriptions, all within the food service community. doesn't matter what your title is or what your title was. You are welcome there if you're from the food service community. Jason and his entire group over there at the community are really a group of food service professionals who are committed to, number one, more than anything else, remaining hopeful. They do that by generating positive energy in their own lives through positive psychology and then by sharing those empowering stories. And they do try to encourage one another. So if you go there, you're going to get lots of encouragement, lots of empowering stories, all with the goal of helping people live their fullest lives. And then they want you to go out and support the community that you come from by offering that same positivity to everybody that's all around you. Pretty simple stuff. We love it. That's what grassroots to us are all about. You can find the Food Service Power Plant Network on Facebook, of course. You can join their group, and I think you'll find an incredibly receptive and really supportive group. You have to know they're really serious about their support for others, but don't worry. There's lots of laughs and positive vibes there, that's for sure. And we were honored that Jason asked us to join him on a recent network group session, and then we had recently had Jason here with us on Seat Yourself, and you can find that discussion with him on our July 27th episode. So for anyone in food service who needs a little uplifting, you definitely need to check out what Jason Wange is doing in the Facebook group at Food Service Power Plant Network. We'll see what they've got going on. We're going to take a break right now, and when we return, we're going to talk about other places that people can look to when they're feeling challenged or perhaps even overwhelmed, or maybe even overwhelmed to the extreme. And finally, we're going to finish up with a few suggestions on how you can help maintain a much better mental health attitude during the coronavirus lockdown. It's not easy, but we're going to give you some tips, some of which you're probably doing, some of which you think you should be doing, some of which you may not have thought about. But we'll be right back with a lot more. This episode of Seat Yourself is sponsored in part by the Edward Don and Company. Everything but the food for nearly 100 years. And if you have not yet signed up for Tabletop Journal's bi-monthly newsletter, now would be a great time to do so. Go to tabletopjournalnewsletter.com. It's a quick and easy sign up. 
and a great way to stay on top of all the important going-ons in the world of Hospitality Tabletop. That's tabletopjournalnewsletter.com. Now, back to our podcast. Hi there, and welcome back. In this segment of this week's episode of Seat Yourself, I want to focus on the subject of alcohol and alcohol misuse during the COVID-19 pandemic. With alcohol misuse, it's already a public health concern here in the United States, but many of us still are unaware of the additional concerns, concerns like the fact that alcohol has the potential to further complicate the COVID-19 pandemic in multiple, multiple ways. All this according to the NIH, National Institute of Alcohol Abuse and Alcoholism. First of all, NIH tells us that we must consider the effects of alcohol on our immune systems. Alcohol misuse both activates the immune system, causing inflammation, and interferes with the body's immune response to viral and to bacterial infections. And in the lungs, excessive alcohol damages cells that line the lung surface and is associated with acute respiratory distress syndrome. And ultimately, an impaired immune system function, along with an increased susceptibility to respiratory illness, can contribute to a much more severe COVID-19 reaction and much greater risk of mortality. And in addition, excessive alcohol consumption may not only influence COVID-19 susceptibility and severity, but the broad effects of the pandemic are also likely to lead to excessive alcohol consumption. And of course, with all our current social distancing and isolation techniques, it's little wonder we don't all feel more anxious, more lonely, and probably a bit more depressed. And for some, increased alcohol intake can worsen those symptoms of anxiety or depression during the COVID-19 pandemic. From the stress of unemployment to the feelings of isolation during social and physical distancing, there are many, many reasons that the COVID-19 emergency may be influencing our level of alcohol consumption. And then, of course, there are some people who should avoid alcohol completely. For instance, individuals who take certain over-the-counter or prescription medicines or have certain medical conditions, for example. And the NIH warns us that people who have consumed alcohol heavily over time want to reduce and want to stop drinking. They should seek medical help to monitor and to prevent against potentially painful or even deadly withdrawal symptoms. And remember, although alcohol temporarily dampens the brain and body's response to stress, those feelings of stress and anxiety not only return, but they're worse when they return once the alcohol wears off. NIH tells us that over time, excessive alcohol consumption can cause adaptations as well in the brain that intensify the stress response. And as a result, drinking alcohol to cope may make problems worse, and one may end up drinking to fix the problem that the alcohol caused originally. And we also need to know that social support is a very powerful reinforcer for human beings, and it's highly beneficial for helping people avoid relapse or an escalation in their alcohol use. And in fact, most recovery programs are based upon mutual peer support and have many different behavioral therapies, all involving social support and are very helpful for people struggling with maintaining sobriety or regulating their alcohol consumption. So if you or somebody you know is struggling with alcohol misuse during the COVID-19 pandemic, be supportive and help them find the assistance they need. To learn more, the NIH has what they call the NIAA Alcohol Treatment Navigator. It's a fancy name. There, they'll tell you what you need to know about alcohol treatment if you or someone you know is in need and 
Once you get there, you can learn about all different types of treatments and where to find quality help and to get the right treatment for alcohol-related problems, whether either for yourself or someone you know. You can Google NIAAA Alcohol Treatment Navigator or just go to the list that we have with links on Tabletop Journal's industry news page and our tabletopjournal.com website. Before we left for our break, I mentioned that we would touch on the fact that perhaps there's some of us out there, or we may know somebody who is simply overwhelmed with all that's happened to them in the hospitality and food service industry since the onslaught of COVID-19. Perhaps they're even overwhelmed to the extreme and have had thoughts of taking their own life. And before you click on the fast forward button, understand this. Suicide is the 10th leading cause of death in the United States and the fourth leading cause of death for ages 35 to 54. And on average, 132 Americans each day die by taking their own life. And men, well, they're four times more likely to take their own lives than women. And according to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, 10.3% of Americans have thought about suicide. And 54% of Americans have been affected by suicide. Staggering numbers under any conditions. And then you throw in the COVID-19 situation on top of all this. And interestingly enough, when speaking with Craig Spillane, you'll remember he was going to be our guest and he was one of the founders of Men Unite in Stoke-on-Trent. He mentioned specifically the number of men taking their own lives in the Stoke-on-Trent area as a major reason he started his organization. Now, there's no single cause for suicide, but it most often occurs when people are stressed to the point of hopelessness and despair. So managing and maintaining positive mental health is truly important, particularly in these COVID times. As I said earlier, dealing with life before COVID was difficult enough. And now I worry more than ever about those in our industry who have lost their jobs, perhaps lost their financial security, and perhaps maybe even most importantly, have lost their professional identity. None of this is good. While I'm not a psychologist or a counselor, I worry that stresses happening in our industry at the moment may be just too much for some of our colleagues. So, if you have someone in your life who has you concerned, or maybe it's you who is feeling overwhelmed and have been depressed for too long, please visit the website of the American Foundation of Suicide Prevention. There you'll find warning signs, you'll find risk factors, and you'll get more knowledge and learn how to get help. Their website address is afsp.org. But you don't have to remember that because, as I said, we'll be including that in the listing on our tabletopjournal.com's industry news page. Remember, it's never too late to help someone who's in distress, even if that someone is you. Now, I want to finish up on a much more positive series of thoughts by moving on to a segment on what we can be doing to either improve our mental health or, at a minimum, do our best to maintain good mental health. From various sources and various doctors, here are some suggestions, some of which you may be doing, some of which maybe you should be doing and are not, and some of which you've thought about doing but haven't. And maybe this will be exactly the kind of reminder you need to act as that final push, like Bob Thompson said last week, to get up off the couch, quote unquote. 
Number one, develop a routine. It's hard during pandemic or COVID-19 to have any kind of a real routine, especially if you have children and they're always at home and everybody's locked down. But to the best that you can, develop a certain routine, whether it's a work routine, a personal routine, or a family routine. Routines help to give us structure to our daily existence and daily lives, and routines always help keep us focused on what's really important. Number two, Start an at-home exercise routine. I know a lot of you out there probably go to gyms and, and so on, but that's probably not a possibility anymore. So you need to have some sort of a get outside, do some exercise, or even if you don't get outside, do it inside if you have one of the, the new exercise machines or whatever. But in any event, move your body a little bit. I, I think moving does lots of things for you, both physiologically and mentally. So uh, an exercise routine done on a regular basis, every other day, every day if you want, but figure it out and come up with a at-home exercise routine that you can do and stick to. Number three, get outside. I think fresh air does wonders for all of us. And I know it's harder if you're in the city, but it's still feasible probably because you've got parks or you can even just go for a walk down the street. And it's obviously much easier if you're in the suburbs or in the country. But getting outside, hearing the birds chirp, smelling the fresh air, it clears your mind and gives you a fresh new attitude oftentimes. So I love getting outside. I love getting some of that fresh air. And if you can do it, combine it with exercise, that's great. And back to that exercise one more, people who know me know that I, I have a belief that if, you, again, that keep moving philosophy, and if you can't run, walk. And if you can't walk, walk slow, but move your body. Do it outside if you can. Number four, Here's one that you probably have already been working on, and that's declutterizing your home. Clean up the clutter that you have laying all around because it's just distracting. It drags you down. Now is a great time to be cleaning out the garage or cleaning out your basement or cleaning out your office if you have a home office. Whatever you're doing, keep things neat and keep things as orderly as you can. It'll keep your mind focused on the positive stuff. Number five, Number five is one of those things that we all can do. And that's if you meditate or you've thought about meditation, try it. Or if you don't want to do that and that sounds too kumbaya or whatever, just slowly breathe. Take in oxygen, get rid of the CO2. It's a good stress reducer. And if you do that in a peaceful way on a regular basis, you'll find that the rest of the day surrounding it generally goes a lot better. I know I do. I think you will as well. So either meditate or just breathe slowly, close your eyes and practice breathing. That's number five. Number six, maintain that sense of community and that social connection to the extent that you can. I think it's very, very tough. Everybody's Zoom called to death. I know that. But maybe that community of friends and your neighbors, if you can do it, if you can socially distance and still maintain that community, that friendship. I know I happen to live on a cul-de-sac. We occasionally have fire pits. Uh, some of you we've talked with about it. But fire pits out there with everybody sitting back and, and you can sit 20 feet away and still enjoy each other's company. We found that to be uh, one of the better uh, activities that we've done since COVID came around. And I think you can do that either on the phone. You can certainly do it with Zoom, but I'd rather do it in person, socially distanced, of course, and being safe all the time. That social connection, human beings, 
you've heard me say it here on Seat Yourself before, human beings are hardwired for connection. So you need to get that social connection, however you can get it. That's number six. Number seven is be of service to others if you can. Find that kindness streak, that that gene, that DNA inside you that you're a kind person, you know you're a kind person. Show somebody else that kindness that's inside of you. So be of service to others, even if it's small, sometimes just smiling to somebody and saying good morning or good afternoon. It benefits you, it costs you nothing, being nice, and it has immediate benefits mentally for both of you the person you smile at, and yourself. You'll feel better, and so will they. Number eight, practice being grateful. One of the cool things that's come out of all this is I think that we've we've all gotten different perspectives in our lives and what we do and how we live and all that. But one of the things that comes out of that is gratitude. And if you can make a list every week of some of the things in your life that you're grateful for, Maybe you're fortunate enough, you're still working, be grateful for that. Maybe you're fortunate enough to have great health, that's good too, be grateful for that. Maybe, maybe you're grateful for the people in your life, maybe you're grateful for all kinds of things. And I think if you sit down and make a list of them and try to keep that list growing, each day that you add something to it, it brings immense good feelings inside you. And even if you don't only do it once a week, I mean, I understand that there's bad stuff that's happening to all of us. We might have lost a job. We might have lost our financial security, but there's still plenty of things in this world to be grateful for. And I think if you practice being grateful, you'll feel a lot better about what's going on around you. Number nine, be more self-compassionate. Practice your self-care religiously. Let yourself off the hook a little bit. You're not perfect. And, and maybe you've made a mistake here or a mistake there. Maybe, maybe you've done something you shouldn't have done. Maybe you've said something you shouldn't have done. Maybe you're just having a bad day. But practice that self-care. Be a little nicer to you. It will pay off in the long run. You'll feel better, and the people around you definitely will as well. Treat yourself like you would a good friend and show some care show some self-compassion. And number 10, finally, take your situation, whatever it is, and reframe it. Reframe your perspective. Find a positive way of thinking about things that, if think about what's really important to you in life. And maybe you've lost your job or maybe you've got some health issues, but that sometimes puts things all into a different perspective and it's really, when you start thinking about what's really meaningful in your life, then I think things get much easier and you'll be happier and so will others around you as well. And share that happiness. Don't forget that. Well, that's it. There's 10 tips for helping you improve or maintaining your mental health through this COVID-19 pandemic that we're in. I want to thank everybody for joining us this week on Seat Yourself and our Creative Spectrum series. We'll be back with another great episode next week. But until then, stay safe and stay strong. That concludes this week's episode of Tabletop Journal's Seat Yourself podcast series. For more news, information, and insights on the hospitality tabletop industry, please be sure to check out www.tabletopjournal.com.